ready. Hit it. Ready to cut through the BS and hear some ways to drive your business forward today? Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Biz Sprints Podcast with your host, know the name. Michael McMillan. Check it out. Everybody, welcome back to another week of Biz Sprints. This is Michael McMillan, and I'd like to thank you so much for coming back for another week of tips and tricks to help drive your business forward. This week, we are talking about the main thing that makes up every single one of our organizations, the people. It is the people of our organizations that are our organizations. And this week, I wanted to tackle that exact topic of how do we ensure At all times, we are building the most effective teams possible for our organization. And what what does it take to do that, right? How do we make sure that is? And what is that? What is an effective team, right? Like it's it's a cool thing to say, but what does it actually mean at the end of the day? So that is exactly the topic I want to cover this week. And I'm really going to kind of just jump right into this topic. So when I work with entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, executives, whichever, um, the team is the first thing that always comes out of everyone's mind, uh, mouth is, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we're failing because our team is just not good. Or we're seeing success because we have an amazing team. You know, it's, but it's always both sides of the spectrum. And I, I agree, right? It's so much that, but it's also around the leadership of that team. And how is that team actually being cultivated, built, and managed on an ongoing basis. So I wanted to break it down into its finite parts and really talk about the organization's health overall. So if you're just starting out in business, right? So if you're a solo practitioner, maybe it's you and your wife, or it's just you, whichever, um, and you're now looking at, okay, we're growing, we need to start bringing on staff, um, what do we need to do with this? Thing number one I'm going to tell you is is if you are just starting out, that when you need to start hiring people is always a fascinating time in business, right? Um, a, it's stressful. B, it always hits you when you're least expecting it. And then you're like, oh my God, I need to hire six people, not just one, six. <laughs> I don't know two. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you handle that? The problem is so many business owners take and make the ultimate mistake at that point. Because what they do is, is, they instantly just go out and hire anyone who they can find. They're like, hey, you, oh, you've done marketing like 25 years ago. You took a class, right? Okay, hey, will you come run my marketing team? Because they just are desperate for people. But what ends up happening is, is it nothing. Nothing happens, actually, is exactly what happens. You know, it's like, okay, great, I hired you. And you're now, I give you the title of, I bequeath you, marketing king, and you do nothing, right? And because they don't know how. They, they're not, and that's not their passion probably. That's not really what they wanted to be set out to do. You just throw them into a job and they're, yeah, maybe they're cool enough to try to like, try to figure it out, but nothing's going to come of it. You're not going to get the effective people you need out of that. That is why it is critical from the first hire you make in your organization is take the time to hire right. And when I'm talking about hiring right, it actually, that whole process started probably maybe days, weeks, months, years ago when you first started that organization, but it can be fixed at any moment. I don't care if you've been in business for 25 years, you can fix this instantly today. And what that is, is first and foremost is what is the vision of this business? 
It is that simple question. It's the thing you hear so much about in organization, right? I mean, I can't go to a speech nowadays and I hear, hey, do you have a clear vision on what your organization is trying to accomplish? Yeah, whatever. What does that mean? What, I, what that is, let me, let me just break it down in a layman's term. What the vision of an organization is, is it's a simple statement. And this thing, when I say statement, this thing could be 10 pages, it could be one paragraph. Depends on how good of a writer you are. I'm kind of long-winded myself. So usually about four or five, six pages myself. What it is, is in my opinion, it's a simple story. It's a story that tells me what does this company look like in X amount of time? It is the vision, the greater vision which we are working towards. It's the it's the larger objective for the company. It's not the mission, right? The mission statement is specific. It is actionable. Who we serve, what we serve, what we do, how we do it, blah. The vision is the thing that's greater than all of us as an organization, of all of us people who make this thing up. But it is needs to be so clear that when I read it, if I if I had recorded it like this on a podcast, right, and if I read it out loud, I could close my eyes and see it as if it was right here in front of me. That is a clear vision. That is a vision in which you can now take to your future staff and ensure that they can get behind it, can rally behind that, right? They can get excited by it and they can talk about it. And they're like, yeah, listen, man, I just joined this organization and here's what we're doing. Isn't this insane? right? That's a vision. That's what you need to ensure you have constantly up to date at all times. And if you're a startup company, don't get crazy with this thing, right? It doesn't need to be like 10 years out. Be tangible. If you just started like this year, talk about next year, <laughs> because seriously, that's that's what you need to accomplish right now. And then next year, then talk maybe, then maybe do a stretch goal and talk about two years from now, right? when you're first starting up, what you look like today and what you look like in a year from now, just, you know, are two totally different things. I mean, cause I will tell you, I had friends who have started businesses who started it from their bedroom and a year later are sitting at the, you know, top floor of the merchandise mart in Chicago, you know, billing out 25 million a month, right? That's how much can change in one year. So when you're first starting up, don't try to get crazy. Look a year ahead and write that vision for what that year ahead looks like, but be specific. What do you see? What do you feel? What do you taste? Who are you around? What is it? What does it look like? What is it? You know, and get granular. If you can't get that granular in handwriting, then talk it out like this on a pot, you know, just record yourself. If you can't get out that granular that way, go talk to someone and just try getting them to write it out. Do whatever it takes to get that thing on paper so others can get into it. That's step one. Step two, which comes right with vision, is, I mean, literally, vision, next one, culture. They are one equals two. I mean, it's literally, it's A, B. When your vision is done, what is the culture going to be like for that organization? What do you like? That's what I always say. It's that simple. Don't try to create a culture that's not you. You know, if you like to drop the F-bomb every other day, or I mean, I'm sorry, every other sentence, then make that part of your culture. That's fine. If you're you know, a company who is about shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt every day, cool. Just make sure it's written down. Derive your culture from who and what you are and the business in which you want to be at. That is what being an owner is all about. That's why we started an organization, 
We didn't start an organization to make something that's not us, right? If you're a flip-flop and shorts and t-shirt kind of dude, make your organization like that because guess what? You're going to be then happy and you want to be a part of it. If you make it suit and tie and your flip-flops and you know shorts, you're, you're going to be miserable every day you walk into that office. And that's that. then you just got a J-O-B and that's it, right? Make the business reflective of you as the owner and founder of this company. And then you can now derive a culture that is truly around that. Now, one thing I am going to push you on this culture, though, is something that I have learned over a course of time, that if you build your culture from a sense of ego, though, and what I mean by that is, is that if you simply derive a culture that you want people who are going to kind of almost worship you as a deity and just say yes to you all the time, you are you might as well just send me all the money you're about to invest in this company because um, I'll just take it and let me reinvest it for you because you're going to lose it all. I mean, really, it's like it's like basically betting on red or black and roulette. You got about 50-50 shot and I don't even actually think it's that good. It's like betting on double zero. I mean, it's that bad. If you're building from a sense of ego and that you want people just to follow every word you say, you're setting yourself up for ultimate failure. The thing with your culture that I'm going to push you heavy on is to build a culture of almost humility, right? Build a culture that is willing at any time to be questioned and build a culture that is that you truly believe as an organization that we are human, we make fault, and that as part of this organization that we should be willing to to question everyone even if i am the janitor of the organization and my ceo just said something to me and i don't think he is correct i should be will i should feel the you know i should feel okay to question him if that is the culture i built because i will tell you what that ultimately will do is hold everyone more accountable in the business and it makes sure that the business is being created in a manner that every person is working towards creating the best solution possible because when you do that and you have it really stitched in your culture that no matter where your placement is in the organization that you feel empowered enough to question at any ranks and high up you've created an amazing place. That's a place that's going to drive everyone to be the best they can be every single day. Now, once we leave culture and we have that well derived, it gets into strategy. This is the place that I will tell you, it just frustrates me beyond belief how many organizations are not willing to take the time to write out a strategy. You've written out a vision. So, and I will tell you, many, I've seen, especially over the last couple of years, I actually, I, kudos to a lot of business owners. You guys are actually doing a good job. You're starting to write out your visions. I'm starting to see them more. And many are also starting to write out their cultures. I'm starting to see them more, which is great. That's, that's a great stepstone to success. And I, I really believe you're going to start seeing some of those numbers of small business failures start to dip just because of that. The reason they're going to still stay high, though, ladies and gentlemen, is from strategy. Companies do not take the time to strategize their organization. And when I'm talking about strategy, this is not crazy stuff. This is simply writing down what are the goals of this business over the next 12 months. That easy. I don't care how big or how huge you are. What are you trying to do in the next 12 months? That's a fair question to any organization and really any person. 
What do you look like a year from now? Write it down. What goals are going to take you to accomplish that a year from now, right? That's the vision. Now, what are the goals? What are the, you know, what's the strategy? What are the goals that are going to get us there? So in over the next year, we need to accomplish these six things, these five things, four things, whatever, to make sure we hit that vision. Okay. What do we need to do quarterly? What are our quarterly objectives to then hit those goals as a business and write them down, right? (laughs) Now take those, give those to your team and say, guys, here's what we need to do each quarter. Here's our quarterly objectives. And we need to figure out how we're going to hit those. And then also still, like I said, have the humility to, for your team to come back and be like, guys, those are really crappy goals. Like we could totally do better than that. Or, hey, great goals, horrible objectives. Tell me why I, be- I should believe you that we should do those. That's the team you want. That's an amazing team because that's a team who's now going to push you to back up as senior leadership those goals and say, and objectives and say, hey, here's why these work. Here's why these are going to help propel this business forward and ensure that we're stronger next year. Because it, it, when the moment you are willing to be questioned like that and back it up, you now are making sure you've questioned the right thing. Hey, did I really, did we set these up correctly? You know, hey, yeah, the four of us went off to, you know, Cancun and drank way too much tequila and came up with these things. Did Were we just a little too drunk when we came up with these things? You know, it's like, you got it. It's always a good gut check when anyone on your team can do that to you and ensure that at all times that we're all driving this business towards the right place towards success. Once you have your strategy down and you've seen that permeate all the way throughout your organization, we then move into the team, Right. Making sure that the right team is on the bus. I, I've, I've, yeah, I know you've probably heard this saying a lot, right? Is make sure the right people are on the bus, and if they're not, let them off the bus. Blah blah blah. I love that saying personally. Coming from the call center world, um, there was one way they used to put it. I used to love it, which is make sure you have the right team on the bus, and always never forget that a bus makes regular stops for a reason to let certain people off the bus and new people on the bus. Loved that saying. Um, I'll give some caveats to it, but I think it's so true. When we are talking about bringing staff on to our team, it is critical that we always take into consideration the vision, the culture, and the strategy of this business. And then we owe it to every member of the organization. And if it is just you, so if I'm talking to you, Mr. or Mrs. solo practitioner who just started up their company and standing in their bedroom right now, getting their company going, you owe it to your own self to hire the very best. Do not ever you know, settle for second rate. Hire the best. If you don't think you can afford them, I will challenge you on that every day and twice on Sunday. You can afford whatever you want to afford if you can sell them on the vision of this business. Because guess what? At the end of the day, a person is willing to take a huge pay cut if they can see that the long range of the business is more is going to be something better for them as a person, both per- personally and professionally. I could I could tell you I did this personally. I have taken massive pay cuts, uh, as much as losing three quarters of my pay to come to a company who I believed in the vision that it was going to be better for me and my family. And I was willing to take that massive a pay cut because I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, many of executives are willing to do that if you have it documented correctly. 
beyond that too. Now, when I say now, yes, you can have great vision. You can have an amazing culture that you're driving. You can have an incredible strategy that you detailed out completely. But if you cannot be specific in what you're looking for in people, you are not going to drive and I'm sorry, you're not going to attract the right people to the organization. And that is even sometimes more dangerous because you might find top talent and you might find one of the very best salespeople you ever can imagine. But what if you needed a marketing person and now you just hired a salesperson? Great. What did that do for you? Nothing. That just got you the wrong person, right? I have an amazing salesperson, but I need an amazing marketing person. Always be specific. And this is really where your strategy should be coming into place is part of your strategy you should always be saying is, what do we need in you know, our team to ensure we're hitting these objectives and goals? Specifically, what do we need? And it doesn't need to be like, oh, I need a VP of marketing. What the hell is that? No one knows, right? I mean, a VP of marketing at one company is something totally different in another company. No, what you need to be asking is, right, is like asking, what do we really need? I need a person who is willing to, you know, I'm not a good visionary. So I need a person who has a great vision in, in the context of, you know, human uh, human services, human, uh, human relations, right? Or amazing visionary in the markets of sales or marketing or whatever, right? Be specific though. And then what does that mean? Okay, I need a person who can truly draw out the strategy for this business because or for the sales team because I don't know how. Okay, we're getting closer. All right, what does that mean? And just keep asking why until you get to the root of your own self even, right? Okay, I, well, I kind of know what I need for, I know how to forecast the sales team, but I just don't know how to compensate them. Okay. So I'm getting closer. So you, so you're telling me, you know, you really need a person who understands sales compensation and that you need them to be an expert on it. Why? Well, our sales comp, just like our pricing needs to kind of be adjusted on a you know annual basis. And I need someone who can be that flexible with it. Great. I have an answer. You need someone who understands, you know, flexible sales compensation programming and can design you a strategy that can handle that. In addition, you need a person who can probably understand the nastiness that's going to be to hire into that too. Uh, That was just an off the cuff example and that would be a disaster. But that is a specific kind of, uh, you know, sales, uh, head of sales. But once we've broken that down, um, there's a, you know, from the, I think it's from Lean, where they say of asking the five whys. I, you could never do, I would say ask 10 when you're talking about building out your uh, job descriptions, because that is where you need to be granular. You need to be specific and you don't need a title. You need specifics on how do I want this person to act? What kind of person do I need? Do I need a go-getter? Do I need a hungry, hungry go-getter who's just going to be in everyone's face at all times, just pushing my business constantly, constantly, constantly? Or do I need a doer, right? Do I just need that person who's going to be in this office 85 hours a week, every single week, just killing it and producing an insane amount of marketing assets every week because that's all they want to do all day and twice on Sunday. And that's just all they care about. Great. Okay. That's what I need. And how do I want that person to act with me? Um, this just so, it's so critical when you're talking about job descriptions and you're talking about getting specific on the people, make sure you're asking yourself on all of those elements. Now, 
If you now one caveat I do want to put on this when we're talking about hiring is this for my solo practitioners or my small business, you know, startup kind of guys out there and girls out there. Use your gut. Um, if you don't have the, um, you know, if you're just starting to hire your first couple employees, or you're, and, and when I say first couple, I'm talking about your first 10, 20 employees, your gut is everything. You need to work with these people on a daily basis. You need to interact with them on a daily basis. And it's on you if they suck. <laughs> so, you know, if you go to the office and you hate your team now, guess what? That's your fault. Um, use your gut as your, you know, as your intuition. Your intuition will never lie to you. If you walk in into an interview and within two seconds, you'll know if you want that person or not. If you, if you instantly feel like, uh, don't take the interview. Don't waste your time. Cut it. Just nix it right there. Hey, listen, man, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't think this is going to be a potentially good fit. Um, I, I'm happy to talk to you about that offline, but really, I just, I think this is just not going to work out. It's fine. I know it might feel rude, but you're saving you and that person a ton of time. And just be upfront with them. Just say, I, and if you don't know what it is, just tell them, hey, I don't know what it is. And it's cool. It's okay. You as a business owner have that right to do that at any time and save your day and save your time. It's not, it's not going to be anyone. It's not going to be good for either of you because you might go through that interview and then fall in love with something, but yet still in the back of your mind, you're always going to remember that something about this guy or girl was just off with you. And it's going to come up later in life if you don't just cut it immediately. Second piece. When you do get your team together, so uh, now this is as you start to get beyond the 10 to 20 people, make sure your team is involved, especially in the selection process, and especially when you're talking about building out these job descriptions and criteria for hiring people. Because at the end of the day, guys, if your team cannot be cohesive and truly love the people that they're working with, they're not going to work together well. A team is a team right? And they must be able to intermingle. Now, sometimes you're going to have to push this team and bring in something that they're not used to, and it's going to make them feel a little uncomfortable. But if it's needed, it's needed. Because sometimes the thing you need is to shake up a team, right? You need to bring something, a heavy hitter in, right? If you have, if you're all of a sudden going from small to medium-sized business, and you've had all these small business experts in your company for all this time, and all of a sudden you're going to bring in a big enterprise guy or a you know, good mid-market person into this team, your team's going to be like, dude, what is this? This guy doesn't fit in at all. And then you need to be able to tell them that's exactly the reason because I'm trying to help you guys grow into the next level and really be able to take it to where it needs to get to. Always be communicating with your team and always be looking at that constantly. When we're talking, and now, and that, which leads me into the next piece of growth. As we're hiring people into our organization, the other piece of this that we have to constantly never forget about is that we always need to be growing our team. If we're not growing our teams and growing our staff to get and raise to the next level, we're doing them a disservice. Now, when I'm talking about growing your people, you should note that I truly believe that sometimes you need to grow a person out of your business right? You'll hear me talk about this a lot, which is promoting them to the next career, which may not be a part of my business. And I have always had a firm belief in this. I truly believe it is a, it is something that every organization should embrace fully, which is if a person has reached the end of their lifespan with your organization, because they cannot grow past where they have, 
You owe it to that person to help them get out of your organization as fast as humanly possible. What I personally like to do, this is just me and the cultures that I've seen in organizations and I believe in, is I approach that person immediately and I just tell them, hey, listen, Mark, Jane, Sue, whatever, um, we have reached this interesting impasse in our, you know, your career with our organization. And I just wanted to be upfront with you on this is that I think we've gotten to a place to where um, the current position in which you're in demands more than I think we can get you to. And it's time that I think we start looking at potentially parting ways um, unless you can really show me that we can potentially grow you into this uh, role that we need and and be ready with specifics, right? Be ready to show them like, hey, here's, here's my areas of concern. Um, here's what it's going to take to uh, come over those areas of concern. And here's what I think you need to be able to fill this role into the future. And then ask and say, what do you think? Do you think you can do it? Because if so, I'm, you know, and be honest, right? I'm willing to invest in you. You've been here for five years. I'm willing to do what it takes to keep you here. But I need to know, can you do this and make sure that you can hold the weight for your team? Because otherwise, your team is going to have to pick up this weight. And I don't think you want to do that to them. You know, can you do it? If not, it's cool, man. I'm going to help you. And how I'm going to help you is this. I'm going to get in your recruiter. I'm going to cover your medical um, until you find, you know, until you find this next role, I'm going to make sure you're plugged in with the most amazing recruiter known locally, and we're going to get you covered, man. Whatever we got to do, we're going to get you uh, covered. But you need to leave right now and go start finding that next job. I got you. Next two weeks, payroll, not stopping. You're going to still keep going. If you need beyond that, you need to call me right away and I'll see what I can do. But we're going to make sure we take good care of you, get you into that next role with the next company and take good care of you. And like I said, we want to make sure that your family is never impacted with this. That's why we're going to keep your medical going uh, as you need it to and make sure we find you that next amazing role. And guess what? They'll thank you. Because more than likely, if they knew they couldn't raise to that, they already knew it, right? They're like, oh, I don't want to tell them. They're probably more nervous about it than you were. And you're going to give them freedom and they're going to be happier and they're going to be better and they're going to be able to do something amazing with their life. And you're giving them the way of doing that that's safe because you're telling them, right? Listen, two weeks, a month, whatever. And mind you, I understand Every business is different in what they can afford. So take that into context of your organization. But you should be able to afford at least the next two months, you know, two weeks to maybe a month of, of salary, uh, some type of severance, right? And medical, it is what it is. Just cover it, man. Just, it, just give it to the guy or girl, right? Just let them not be screwed and get and then do whatever you can. Call every recruiter you know, call all of your business contacts and help them. Just help them get something new. And that will help you forever because guess what? More than likely, that person probably knows the right person for their role to take it to that next level. And I'll tell you, if it was me, I'd make that phone call. I'd be like, hey, listen, man, don't even worry about you know firing up the job boards. I know who you need for this role. And it's Angie. She works over at such and such. She's looking. She'd be amazing here. And let's get her in here immediately and interview with you guys. I'll tell you, I've seen it more times than I can count, and you'd be amazed how well it works. 
Final piece here, guys, uh, which is as you know, again, it's replacing, but it's also then too, it's it's constant, you know, growth, not just for your employees, but also for you as a business owner. So many times us as owners forget um, that we need growth too, and that we constantly have to be growing ourselves. Uh, it is a it is a lonely island um, up at the top, and many people don't realize how lonely it gets up there. Um, you need to constantly never forget that if you are not growing as the owner of the business, you will also need at some point to step off of that bus and put someone else in there who can do the role. Um, and that's the other piece too, is there's no role, no matter who you are and no matter your place in the business, if you are the founder uh, of the organization, um, you especially, at some point, the business will outgrow you if you don't continue to grow as a person as well in your professional career. And at that point, you always must, you owe it to your staff to have that humility, especially as the founder, to be ready to step aside and let someone else come in and take the reins and drive this business forward. Because guys, ladies and gentlemen, this week, the main thing I want to leave you with is this. As a leader of at any level, uh, from supervisor of two people to CEO of a multinational organization. We as leaders, the thing that I see so many of us forget is that we simply serve in our role to serve our employees. That is all. We are simply in our role to always serve them. If it is not for them, we do not have a job. There is no reason to have us. There is no reason for us to be in any other role. Our employees are our ultimate bosses, truly, is they really define our future. If they are successful, we are successful. If they are growing, we are growing. Uh, And like I shared with you with my father being a teacher, if they are continuing to learn, we are continuing to learn. So guys, this week, uh, what I leave you with is this. Look at your business. Look at every aspect that I just shared with you. Is the company's vision clear? Is it so clear that you could share this with your uh, your kids or your you know uh, nieces, nephews, grandkids, whatever? Could they read it and see it just as if it was standing in front of them? Your culture, is it you? If you're the owner, is it you? Is it really, really the culture that you want in this business? And if not, correct it, fix it. That's the beauty of being an owner. You get to do it at any time. And if you're not the owner, if you're just you know, an executive or a staff member or whatever, affect it. Ask the question. If you're afraid to ask the question, then you are not in a good place, just so you know. <laughs> but if you are okay with it, ask the question. Question authority at all times on especially things as important as the culture and vision of this business. Everyone can affect this. I don't care if you're the janitor at a company. You are sometimes the most able to see sometimes more of the business than even us in the you know higher echelons and the C-suites can see. And I will tell you, sometimes the best feedback I've ever gotten is sometimes from the most unlikely of people in security, maintenance, doesn't matter. I've had sometimes them give me input that have changed the directions of the entire business. Um, and I've always made sure that they know that their role in doing those decisions. The strategy. Has your team really taken the time to sit down and craft a strategy that is truly detailed enough for every member of the organization to know their part. And if not, 
do it. You owe it to them. You owe it to every member of that organization to do exactly that. And make sure you do it right away. Recruiting and hiring and vetting. It is so critical that we're so specific in this. Know what you need and really know it and know what you want out of that person. You know, know what you need from that person and how you want them to work. Because, and what I mean by that again, is not just a title. A title is nothing. A title is just BS. The titles don't mean jack. What you need is, is you need to know specifically what type of deliverables do you need out of a person and how do you want that person acting in that role. If you're looking for a person who's going to come in and really shake things up and really kind of move that team into a new direction and help them pivot because they're just not really growing currently, then make sure you're upfront with that and really vet to find exactly that. And like I said, always, always listen to your gut right? Your gut will never lead you wrong. If there's something that doesn't feel or smell right, it's not right. And run away fast. You can always find someone better. There is a ton of people out there and there's always someone better who will walk in that door. No matter how amazing this person might seem, there's someone better. And always truly believe that. And finally, don't rush. When you're hiring people, take your time. Hiring the wrong person will do more damage to your business and make you ultimately end up a statistic of another failed business faster than anything else can do. Take your time and hire right. Your customers will understand. I know it doesn't feel like it when you're going through it, but trust me, if you're just straightforward and honest with them and tell them, listen, guys, it's taking us a little bit higher uh, time to hire the right people. And if you know someone, let us know. They'll probably help you. And they'll respect you more for hiring the right uh, people to support their businesses. And the final thing, grow. Constantly, constantly grow your staff and yourself. Look towards mentors. Look towards advisors. Look towards supporters. Look towards anything you can to continue to grow this organization's most valuable asset, which is this people. Because if you do that and you grow yourself and you grow your team, you're going to ultimately grow your business. And every dime you put into growing yourself and your team will come to you minimally tenfold. I mean, I mean, no joke. You're going to see exponential growth in your organization by just investing back into its most valuable asset. So guys, with that being said, thank you so much for another week and coming in here and taking a listen to me. Uh, I know this is a big week. This is a big meaty subject. Um, and if there's ever any support or help and assistance we can, please visit our website at bizprints.com. Feel free to t- uh, go on to our Take Action tab and hit us up anytime. We'd love hearing your feedback and questions. Uh, we're constantly looking forward to uh, for new episodes and upcoming. So thank you again to your success and prosperity, guys. My name is Michael McMillan. I look forward to speaking with you another week at BizPrints. Thank you for listening to BizSprints Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us at bizsprints.com for more tips and tricks to drive your business forward. No doubt about it.